So take the challenge. Become the most effective leader possible. And while you should absolutely take extreme ownership of everything in your world, you must absolutely strive to be extremely balanced in everything you do. With your subordinates, your superiors, your peers, your decisions, your emotions, and your life. In leadership, you will find challenges, you will find rewards, you will find struggles, and you will find fulfillment. But as a leader, if you can think and act with balance, you will achieve the goal of every leader and every team, victory. And that is an excerpt from The Dichotomy of Leadership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. A really awesome book by some awesome leaders. And I am here with an amazing leader, Ariana Downing. She is the president of my networking group. She has started her own insurance agency this year. She's on fire. So, Ariana, thanks for being here with us. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, before we get into, uh, you know, your business, what's going on right now, mm -hmm. I'd love to hear about your beginnings, like where you started, grew up, etc. Yeah, so I was born and raised here in Irma, South Carolina. Never left. Wanted to leave, but uh, ultimately decided to stay here for family. Cool. Love my family. Everyone loves their family. But for me, that is just something that's a pull. I'll never leave from them. Um, being local here also has that foothold where I know a lot of people, you know, my church, just yeah. like the gym, things like that. So, you know, when you grow up around here and you have those relationships, you just don't want to leave them. Um, so I went to school at Dutch Fork High School. I also went to Irmo High School for cosmetology. Cool. Um, decided against college for many reasons. Yeah. But, yeah, born and raised, never left. Okay, so graduated high school. What was the next move? For me, it was straight into uh, cosmetology. Heck, yeah. And I worked at Walmart for a month nice. <laughs> and decided against it right off the bat. Nobody wanted to hire me at a professional salon. I had no experience, no portfolio. And when you work at Walmart, you get commissions for the amounts of heads that you cut. Cool. So as you can imagine, people don't really get the haircut at Walmart a lot. So I immediately realized I was never going to make any money there. <laughs> so that led me to work at Colonial Life. And at the time, I was still 17, so selling supplemental benefits to business owners also did not work out. They didn't take me seriously, unfortunately. Um, so then that led, led me to Allstate. Yeah, because, cool. Because uh, with Allstate, you are required to have auto insurance, home insurance. So I was like, well, let me work smarter, not harder, and actually sell something people have to have as opposed to something that's optional. Yeah. So then I worked at Allstate for eight years. Okay, so you started selling life insurance with Colonial, correct? Mm -hmm. And that transitioned into property casualty? Is that? Okay. Exactly. And I mean, between the two different fields, is there a different um, client? Is it the same people, just a different service kind of situation? Or Yeah, I, I would say generally it's the same individuals, except for with Colonial Life, we're targeting more so the business owners and yeah. their employees. Um, so you're offering that benefits package that has the life insurance, the disability, cancer, um, but you're competing against Aflac or some of the other major name brands. Um, and a lot of times they already had that in place. So it was just difficult for them to get uh, to switch. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned with Allstate, you're dealing with more families, people directly. You know, it's more personal as opposed to just talking to like a business owner. Um, and obviously they have to have that own home insurance. It's required. So a lot easier sale at that point. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. Did Allstate provide some decent training? Was it kind of... Um you know, throw you to the wolves. How, how was oh, that for experience? sure. Yeah, actually, it's a good thing you said that because with Colonial Life, they're similar to Aflac, where they'll hire you, 
and they'll give you the product training, but they'll say go out and sell, and you just kind of have to make it work. <laughs> but with Allstate, you're dealing with an existing book of business. You're working the cross-sale list. You're yeah. obviously networking that you have this product available for the auto and home. So there was a lot of training there um, provided to actually be able to reach families and things like that. And you're given leads as opposed to Colonial, no leads yeah. at all. Um, come up with your own. So just a different environment. Awesome. And what pol like what policies were you selling like right out the gates in the beginning? Were they like, all right, we're just going to give you cars, or did they, or, or did you have the full gamut from the go? I was able to do everything at Allstate except for um, health insurance. You could do life, you could do commercial, um, but my bread and butter has always been auto and home insurance. Yeah. The life insurance piece, you know, is more in depth, and the commercial, your liability is a lot higher because you're dealing obviously with businesses at that point. So, at that time, being 17, he wanted me to focus on auto and home insurance. So how long have you been, you said you started this when you were 19 or 20 or? I was 17. You were 17 when you started selling insurance? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so how long have you been selling insurance? At this point, as of May, it's been 11 years. 11 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. What changes have you seen in the market <laughs> over 11 years? Well, I would say insurance is like roller coaster. There's the highs and lows. Yeah. But uh, with any business, COVID really had an impact. Yeah. And initially it was a positive impact because people were at home. They weren't driving often. They were, you know, less claims, less accidents were happening. Oh. Um, so we actually saw a lot of decreases in rates. Some companies even gave back money, premiums to the, the client. Um, but unfortunately, outside of COVID with inflation, yeah. there's been an increase in rates because of the cost of cars, the cost of building materials. And obviously everyone's back on the road. So now we're seeing an influx in claims, influx in accidents. Interesting. And people are very eager to go out and explore the world now ever since COVID. So there's a lot of rate increases based off of that for sure. Very cool. That is interesting. Yeah. All right. The uh, current business operation you have, Downing Insurance Partners, correct? Yep. At what point did you start to feel like, hey, look, I'm ready to plant my flag? Well, how was um, that? Yeah. Uh, I think the turning point for me was... When I first, when I mentioned, I never left because of the networks, the people that I knew here. Yeah. I just realized it came to a point where a lot of the business that I was writing was business I was generating on my own. Cool. I really didn't need the assistance of like maybe an employer or colleagues or coworkers. And I said to myself, you know, I need to do this for me at this point. Um, because with insurance, like with anything, if you're working for someone, they're going to be taking a partial amount of that. Whereas if you're working for yourself, you're having the full benefit at that point. So. I just said, you know, I'm the one bringing everything in, so perhaps I should benefit from it, and I can run it the way that I think is best for the customer. A real entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what's interesting? When you send me a referral, since uh -huh. we're in the referral network, the, the person you send me always speaks so highly of you, and there seems to be like a personal relationship. I feel like customer service is something that you have really, you know, you dialed in on, and that's something that kind of gets lost these days. Can you tell us a little bit about how that kind of fits into your philosophy? Oh, for sure. I think, again, and, and one of the reasons I was wanting to own my own is because at that point I can determine how I'm going to handle a customer, which is more personalized. Um, there's a lot of agents out there that they don't want to get involved when there's a claim because they don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Or they just may get super busy to the point that they have you know, hundreds of customers and they're, they're kind of wanting to take a step back and employ someone to work with their people. And I think you lose the personal connection at that point. Um, not to say that's not necessary, because obviously once you get super busy, you want to make sure everyone's getting touched. But when you're, when now that I own my own, I can remember everyone's name. I can remember their kids, their dogs, where they went to college. Cool. You know, um, just make that personal connection and tell them anything you need at all. I want to be your first point of contact. Yeah. Don't call Progressive or Travelers first. Call me. 
because I'll best be able to assist you at that point. So I think in um, doing that, it's getting, because nowadays people are getting lost in social media yeah. or just calling these 1-800 numbers. And I, it's just not, a, I don't know, apparently it's not a thing anymore. A lot of people <laughs> tell me, my agent never calls me back. And I've never been able to wrap my head around that because it's like, how are you going to retain your customers if you don't actually call them back? So there you go. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about operations now with the, uh, the, new, the <laughs> new system. Do you have new carriers or kind of how are you operating? Yeah. So being independent, we've got multiple companies that we work with. Um, we used to have more, but part of, you talked about industry changes, a lot of companies have pulled outside of South Carolina. They've left oh. because of um, wind and hail claims along the coast and things like that. We've just seen that a lot. I know as a roofer, you see wind and hail claims There's quite A lot often. of claims going on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some of them to mitigate losses are pulling out of South Carolina. Um, so that has reduced the amount of options that I have. Or a lot of these bigger companies are buying up the smaller ones oh. and, and merging them actually with their companies to help with you know profit sharing and things like that. So... Um, I do have about eight or nine different companies that I can offer that are independent, not yeah. captive. Um, but my day-to-day -day operation is really just once I get a quote request, running it through all the different carriers, price point, make sure all the protections are there, who's the most affordable, and then offer, obviously offering that to the customer. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when is it good for a uh, person to come to you, like buying or selling a house or like... Oh, yeah. At what point is like ideal time to, to shop that quote? Oh boy, yeah, this is a long one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say to condense it, the best time to shop rates is really anytime there's kind of some kind of change. So if you're adding a young driver, if you're purchasing a new vehicle, if you move even to a new zip code, there's hmm. going to be different rates associated with each zip code. Um, if you have a claim, a claim is a great time to shop rates because obviously you're going to see that increase with your current company. And all of these claims are reported to various, um, like uh, Lexix, Nexix, or Clue. So if I'm running a quote after you filed a claim, sometimes that claim actually won't show up right away. So that might be a good opportunity to sit, go ahead and save that money. Yeah. Um, and it's a common misconception that you cannot switch while you have a claim. That's absolutely not true. Okay. As long as the loss occurred when you had that coverage for that company, they are obligated and legally have to pay for that claim. So. Some people get scared. They're like, I don't want to switch while my claim is going on, but I always let them know you absolutely can. Um, and I'd also say anytime you see an increase, of course, because if you're seeing an increase, someone else is not increasing. So that's a good time to shop around also. Awesome. And, um, I mean, how are you guys leveraging technology? Is there any opportunity to leverage you know, new technology coming out to kind of better serve the market? Yeah. Um, I use a really cool link. It, I've, I looked at a different... Uh, there's a couple of different eight companies that do this, but basically it's a link that they've created that an agent like myself can pay for where if the customer clicks on it, they then scroll through all the different companies, they click on their company, they log in, does mm. not share the login, but it will share all their declaration pages. Okay. And then they can just simply pre-fill their date of birth, their driver's license numbers. But in the world where everybody's go, 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 very busy, that type of technology has been great. Yeah. Because instead of maybe causing them stress, like, oh, I really don't want to try to get all my declaration pages together or email these to you. I'm like, no problem. Text, email the link, send it to you. It sends it to me. And then I immediately start working on it. Okay. So actually getting a quote is just super simple. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Okay. Yep. And it only does it in like maybe less than a minute. It does it for you. <laughs> yep. Cool. So going out on your own, I mean, did you have any fears and you like like tell me a little bit about how that experience was emotionally mm -hmm. i know it can be terrifying yeah it's, it's definitely scary going on your own of course because you have that fear what if i don't succeed what if it fails what if i don't get enough leads um but 
I think if you let that stop you, that fear, you'll never make the change because ultimately I had that goal that by the time I was 25, I would own my own. And I was one year shy, I was 26, but <laughs> even at 26, I still hesitated a little bit. But it wasn't until the opportunity presented itself that it, it worked out that I said, okay, I'm just going to jump on it. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so with insurance, you're dealing with residual income. So your first three years is going to be difficult because you're trying to build up that clientele to where you're actually starting to see some money coming in. Yeah. So the initial, you have to go in the mindset of at least in insurance, that first couple of years is going to be a little bit of a struggle. <laughs> Well, you're doing awesome. I mean, I see all the referrals coming to you and all mm -hmm. the stuff that you're able to give out. That's just part of the whole giver's gain uh, philosophy. Okay. So, so let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. B&I, how has it impacted your business? B&I was absolutely instrumental. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If I did not have B&I, I, I probably would not have opened or would have taken a lot longer to open. B&I gave me the confidence to go ahead and open because I have that network of people that ultimately are almost like family where yeah. they want you to succeed. They have that same mindset of owning their own business. They know what it's like. They know what it takes. So even if it's not necessarily referral basis, just the knowledge that I get from each and every person has helped me to make smarter decisions in my own business too. So that support was definitely a huge factor in deciding to open on my own. Awesome. That's great to hear. And now you're the president of the chapter. So there you go. How is that going? Well, I'll tell everybody it's going awesome. Now tell us, why is it going so awesome? Well, um, I think it stems from just the fact that I really love people. I care about people. I really yeah. want them to succeed. And when you're put as the president of the chapter and you kind of get a more in-depth look of where everyone's at and you have the ability to make changes or implement ideas to make yeah. the meeting run smoother, um, you really can take charge at that point and, you know, help the people in your chapter. So I like being the president just because, once again, I had a lot of ideas previously that I wanted to try, but I couldn't because you're not, you know, not the president. But once I became the president, I could do that, and all we've seen is growth ever since that point. Um, and just again, being with like my family every Friday is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> there really is an awesome team in there. I mean, the whole leadership team, and I think all of the goals that you guys set out to achieve have all been achieved, That's and there's right. still like what five, four months left or something. So just crushing it in there. What about getting in front of the whole team? I guess you never had any fear of public speaking. That was probably your favorite thing to do. Well, I won't say that's true. I mean, I've definitely always been more of an outgoing person. Um, when I was in school, it didn't matter who I sat next to. I always got in trouble for talking too much, and I got moved. So I've never had a problem talking with people, but definitely I think being young, trying to command a room was a little nerve-wracking because I thought, you know, what if they don't take me seriously? I'm still only 26 at this point. Um, but, again, with everybody there having the same mindset and knowing how nervous they would be if they were up there, too, it eventually goes away. And yeah. I actually am very grateful for the fact that becoming the president has just ultimately changed me to where now I'm not afraid to do anything in front of people. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't be afraid because you've got you to take charge of the room. So There you go. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're doing a great job up there. Where can people find you? If they want a quote, where do they go? Yeah, they can go to my Google page, Downing Insurance Partners. Columbia SC, and they can click call there. Um, I also have Downing Insurance Partners, my business page on Facebook. Um, a lot of people send me messages there. Um, my Obviously, my phone number is on the Google page, too. Um, but if somebody is obviously in BNI, they can search Ariana Downing in the app yeah. if they're in BNI. Um, so, but honestly, I think I'm getting to the point where the name is getting out there because a lot of my referrals now are just word of mouth that people, oh, this person referred me to you. So I don't know, maybe ask around. Some of them might know me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Heck yeah. Well, thanks for hanging out. Awesome story. Um, 
proud to be a member of the chapter, and yeah, you guys are doing fantastic. Thank you, appreciate it. Thanks for having me.